Hey guys, so I recorded this whole podcast and I was writing the description just now to publish it on Monday morning as always, and I just felt like there's a little bit more that needs to be said. So I was writing the description about this episode and about how re-examining my relationship with alcohol has allowed me to have some perspective on what what's meaningful in my life and has has forced me to lean in to some really uncomfortable experiences that I'll go into on this episode and has really really just changed my life in such a fundamental way and I don't know if you are in a position where this is resonating or not, but I just really want to reiterate and say over again that just because you're questioning whether or not you want to involve drinking alcohol in your life does not mean that you have a problem. It doesn't mean that you have to label it as you having a problem. It doesn't mean you have to tell anybody. Like, you don't have to shout it from the rooftops like I'm doing. You can simply go within yourself and what feels good and decide if this is something that feels better for you. And that doesn't mean that you have to label yourself in any specific way. I think that there's a lot of trouble around this whole topic of quitting drinking because it's it's so black and white, it feels like. You're either an alcoholic and you're never allowed to drink again, have one more sip again, or you're not. And in that case, can't you handle your booze? And I just don't think it's that black and white. And and I just want to empower you to feel like you can make this decision, to feel like if you want to question a life without alcohol, there's nothing wrong with you except for wanting to live a good life. And this is your life. And I encourage you to be daring in that pursuit of figuring out what makes you feel fulfilled and happy and conscious and present with the people that you love, with the things that you're doing, with everything. We are not here to numb the fuck out of ourselves until things feel good all of the time. What good is that? We're here to feel those discomforts and to sit with them. I really think so. And I think that that's part of our personal growth. And I think that that's what makes us good humans. That's what makes us empathetic towards other people's struggles and pain. This is important. So if you feel drawn to taking out booze, or it might be something else for you. Maybe it's Netflix or eating or um, being busy all the time. That can be people's addiction is feeling like you're busy all the time. You don't have time to just sit with yourself. And instead, learn how to take those things out step by step, little by little, and lean into your discomfort, lean into your boredom, sit there. Um, I think that there's magic in that space. And I just felt really inspired and I felt like it was really crucial to make this point that you are empowered. This is your life. Don't let society's perception of anything keep you from living your life completely fully and doing what feels good for you and doing what feels right for you and pushing yourself towards your highest best self because at the end of your life if you end up unhappy and unsatisfied that is your own fucking fault it is not anybody else's fault it is yours so (laughs) with that 
I love you and I hope you like this episode and I feel like this might be the more impactful of of the pieces of this episode but I hope that me in real time talking through this journey of learning how to take alcohol out of my life and become more present with myself I hope by hearing this it allows you to realize that it's normal and that you're here and you're supported and if you want to send me a dm or anything like that please feel free to and other than that love you guys and have an amazing week an amazing day and i'm gonna shoot this out to you guys in a few bye hello and welcome to episode six of to be human we are gonna mostly get right into it today it's here in New York, a beautiful Sunday morning. I'm about to go meet a dog that I'm dog sitting in a week. Um, his name is Bruno. I'll post pictures on Instagram. I'm sure I'll become annoying about it. And so I've got to go. I've got to go catch the train. Um, this episode is Sober Curious Update. So if you're interested in a life without alcohol and wanted to hear an update, this is the episode for you. Um, a couple of things. If you like this podcast, please rate and on iTunes and subscribe and follow on Spotify. Things like that really help other people find the podcast. So if you like it, also share it with a friend. Um, that would be really cool. And you can follow along on Instagram where I am posting a lot of other shit that I like uh, or that inspires me, I guess, and some more like long form Instagram captions. So that's at to be human pod. And what else? Oh, and next week, I promise. Unless I screw up again, um, we're going to have our first guest on the podcast. So she's a human design expert, Sarah. I talked about her a couple of weeks ago. We recorded. The audio was corrupted. I don't know what happened. It was my first one. Um, but we're re-recording probably tomorrow, and so that'll come out next week. So um, human design. If you're interested in human design, it's sort of like astrology, kind of, I think, but I'll let her explain it. It's super interesting. Um and yeah, that'll be coming up next week. So the first guest of the pod, yay! My newsletter comes out today, Monday. It's Love Notes from Lauren. It has sometimes just some like long form written inspiration. It has a tarot of the week. It'll have maybe some mantras or journaling exercises. Just something to really like get your Monday and get your week going on a really positive and mindful note. It's an opportunity to set the tone for the week and let this be a week when you crush it, both emotionally and professionally. And yeah, I love you guys. Thanks for listening and catch you on the flip side. Hello and welcome to To Be Human. My name is Lauren and this podcast is my basically a written spoken word journal. So if you're new here, um, I started this podcast because I felt like there 
there every everyone has a podcast and I totally get that um and I kind of wanted to start this podcast because I think that everybody's voice is unique and as I've been I just turned 30 in December and I moved to New York City and I lost a job and sort of all of these things happened in the same small amount of time that really had me um, reconsidering what I wanted to do with my life creative, creatively and otherwise. And kind of before that, I've always been a seeker and I think I've always been sort of searching for the meaning of things and um, at the very least, even before I ever kind of started this whole spiritual side of things, I was always really into like, okay, what's the like quickest, most efficient way we can get from A to Z? How many of these steps can we skip? How many of these steps are just in here because society told us that we need to do them? So that's always sort of been the way that my mind works. And I've also always really been interested in how to live a happy life and what does happiness mean? I remember basically yelling at my dad one day because when I was in like probably high school, I was I was yelling at him. I was like, you know that kids don't actually make you happy, right? That kids actually studies show that kids make you less happy and less satisfied with your life. I had read somewhere, heard somewhere that this was true and I was probably just really wanting to be seen in that moment um, and was was just like obsessed with this idea that, well, if kids don't make you happy and money, the studies show, don't make you happy, then what the hell makes you happy? Um, and what is everybody doing obsessing over these things? And so that's sort of always been my, these interests. So this podcast is exploring all of those things and everything else. So it's, it's a journey that I'm taking you along on. If you think that this kind of stuff is interesting and fun and you want to grow and learn and kind of learn about what other people might be doing for personal growth and to rediscover themselves and practices and ideas that's really what this podcast is about and so I hope that's interesting if you're listening and um today I'm talking about my um life update of being sober curious so on episode two and I'll link this in the show notes on episode two I did an episode on becoming sober curious. So if you haven't heard of the term, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, um, I'll give you like a little bit of an overview of what that's been like so far and my three month mark. So we're getting close to three months of not drinking. Um, And if you knew me before this, that would probably shock your your um jaws on the floor (laughs) because before this I probably drink every day and that's not really an exaggeration um so we'll talk a little bit about that in my journey and all of that um so if this is something that you're interested in if you've been questioning and if you've been questioning the role that alcohol plays in your life and let me just 
really quickly emphasize that this is a really like judgment-free zone and I want to keep it that way so um I have been getting a lot of dms and messages or you know messages and comments and things like that from people who resonated with that episode which is why I'm doing an update um but either way whatever episode you ever resonate with or anything um this community that we are building here is judgment-free and it's everybody's journey is their own journey and I want to keep it that way. So with love and just with open-mindedness, we're exploring all of these topics. And so this one today um, I know can be a little bit triggering for some people and I just want you to know that I'm coming at it with a really just open-minded non-judgmentalness. This is just my experience and this is how I'm experiencing my human life and my relation the the role that alcohol plays in that and has played in that and I encourage you to do the same if you feel ready and if not then that's fine too so I hope that everybody knows that that's the case here um it's everybody's life is their own to live exactly how they want to live it and I hope that you feel I hope this podcast makes you feel inspired and empowered to question the things that you may have not questioned before but I I truly don't mean it to be um this sort of like blanket everybody should stop drinking statement or anything like that at all I recognize and realize that my experience with alcohol is not the norm necessarily. Parts of it I think are, but not the general, not generally speaking. So just a little disclaimer there. I love you all and we all are on our own little journeys here. So so with that said, life update. So today is, shoot, I forgot to check. I think it's uh, March 3rd. Sunday, March 3rd, and that's what I'm recording, so this podcast comes out tomorrow, and yes, I am procrastinating on these every single week. Sometimes I record them on Monday morning. I live for the (laughs) pressure, I think, Um, but I was inspired this morning after meditation to record this, so here we are. Um, So, life update, sober curiosity, what's been going on? I went on my first date. It was wild. And by wild, I mean it was it was um, an internal, it was internally um, tumultuous, but um, overall a pretty normal date, as you might imagine. Um, so I'll tell you guys about that. And I have gone to a couple of those sober raves and been really inspired by them. If you guys listen to that episode, that first episode, um, there's these sober raves and they're not like marketed as sober raves, but they're at 6 a.m. So I'm pretty sure everybody is sober. Um, And like everybody comes and dances and then like goes to work. So it's not like, yeah, we partied all night and now it's 6 a.m. and we're going to a rave. It's not like that. Anyways, there's these amazing sober raves. They're called Daybreaker. They have them all over. Um, I think in like 25 cities or something. It's in a really amazing story about how it all got started. Um, just really inspiring people that were wanting to change the norm, the norm, what was normal. And so those have been fun. 
I've been going to less when I first stopped drinking I was going to a lot of like on Friday nights I was going to like meditation workshops and sound baths and things like that and I've kind of calmed that stuff down these last two months because I'm finding myself just wanting to be home which is so weird for me um so so first of all what is sober curiosity what does it mean to be sober curious so if you have heard of a woman named ruby warrington she wrote a book called sober curious it's a pretty new book um i think it came out within the last couple of months and it talks about how we are about how we are conditioned and socialized to believe that drinking alcohol is normal. It's extremely normalized in culture as a substance that we take when we turn 21 and sometimes before that and uh, and then after that forever. And that is your kind of step into adulthood and we drink champagne at weddings and we drink mimosas at brunch and on Fridays and Saturday nights we go out with our friends and we have beers and your dates are all dates that include meeting up at a bar first and um, and it's extremely socialized whatever your sort of relationship with alcohol is it's or normalized sorry it's it's a normalized experience and so her book in a nutshell is questioning that um so I read this book and I read it or I listened to it on audible um is that considered reading I don't really know but I read it I guess um and I and it really resonated with me so that I saw it on Instagram like my second day of not drinking so this whole thing started because my aunt and I decided we were going to do a sober January, a dry January, like everybody else on the planet did this year. And so we had just been on vacation and on like truly a bender um, of like mimosas or, you know, beers at <clears throat> 11 a.m. after our workouts, drinking all day into the night, wake up, do it again for literally like a week. So... um so we were like, all right, and then when we get back, you know, we're drinking wine on the plane and we're like, and when we get back, we're going to be, we're not going to drink for the whole month of January. So this is our last two days of drinking and this is our last day of drinking, you know, and all this. So anyway, we got back and the next day began our dry January. And so two days in, I discovered the book Sober Curious, listened to it. It, it resonated so profoundly for me. And I, I just, I loved it. I listened to it a couple times, actually. I sped up the speed and I listened to it again and again. Um, and it just, it talked about all of these, all of these things. The, the fact that, that alcohol is normalized and how do we start a conversation about not drinking that doesn't imply that you're an alcoholic? And you know, what if you want to explore not drinking, but you don't resonate with AA or you don't necessarily 
wouldn't necessarily consider yourself an alcoholic with that kind of a quote unquote problem, but you, but you're thinking, what would my life look like without alcohol? Would I have more energy? Would I have more sex? Would I have, um, you know, would I start a podcast? Would I write for magazines? Like, what would I do with all that free time? What would life look like? What would my friend circles look like? How would everything, how would those things change? Would they not change? And so it's questioning all of those ideas around, okay, so if my social life and my weekends and my free time are a lot of that spent drinking, what does it look like when they're not? And how does, how do I change fundamentally by taking out a huge part of a normalized experience? Um, and so I was really intrigued by that because prior to this, I was a big drinker and I guess I like, well, I don't know. I don't know what I consider myself. You know how when they say like you are an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic. It's like, am I still a big drinker? I don't really know. I don't, that doesn't intuitively feel right to me. I don't think I'm still a big drinker, but I was, and it was totally normal in my family growing up. Um, my family is big drinkers. We're Irish and German and, um, it's a lot of, a lot of drinking, <laughs> to be honest. And, um, so that was pretty normalized growing up. And then I turned 21 and I went to college, like you probably did too. And that whole thing. And I haven't really ever taken a break from drinking since. So it was a pretty normal experience. And in the last couple of years, it started to get um, like problematic in my own mind. Um, I had never really resonated with the word alcoholic, even if I drank every day, because I didn't necessarily see my drinking as problematic. It wasn't affecting my jobs or, um, you know, ruining relationships. Now looking back, I see places where it might've been doing all of these things, but in those moments there was no like rock bottom thing that was happening. I was functioning perfectly fine and like other people my age to be honest is what I felt like at least is that most people were doing this and let me tell you I attract those types of people so that's probably why I had a perception that most people were doing that and living like that um and I worked in bars and restaurants and so this was all just like extremely normalized behavior um and so I oh yeah so I had never really like resonated with the term alcoholic. And when I read this book, what I did resonate with was, okay, so let's take that word off of the table. Let's not let that be our triggering experience around it. Let's just say simply, what does your life look like without alcohol? And can you do it? And that was something that I was, I've tried to like quit drinking before for, you know, a week or, you know, take a week off or whatever. And it never worked because I worked in bars and restaurants and I just didn't have the willpower or the desire to not drink. My, all of my friends were doing it. Like, what the hell was I going to do? Sit at home alone and like twiddle my thumbs while my friends were out drinking. And, um, and God forbid, I don't flirt with a guy for three days. <laughs> like, you know, all of these things were things that I did facilitated by alcohol. And so, um, 
So I started questioning all of this and I started questioning it because I was in a space where I felt like I had kind of hit, I, I had hit a place where my life wasn't, despite my seeking and wanting more out of life and wanting meaningful relationships and wanting to fall in love and wanting a career that made me super happy and lit me up and wanting a creative passion that inspired me and made me excited to wake up in the morning and a circle of friends that held held that we held each other up despite all of these desires I didn't have it still and I felt like a liar in my own life um I was like traveling the world working for this Instagram Instagram wise like my life looked pretty great and I was not happy and I even like looking back now on it I like realized just how not happy I was but I didn't really realize it at the time if you've ever been there and so I just felt like it was time to start questioning these things long story short um I feel like I went into a lot of this in the second episode so you can go back and listen um so I felt like it was time to start questioning okay what is the big thing that in my life is potentially holding me back and it was alcohol I mean it was alcohol every time and I just couldn't I wasn't I just wasn't ready and this time I was and that's really what it comes down to and so I think it was March 5th that was my or sorry January 5th that was my first day not drinking and so it's been about three months and the first week was pretty hard, but not as hard as I would have expected. It's been nice because I'm in a new city where I don't really have a ton of friends here. I have a couple friends, but not enough to where like every Friday and Saturday I would have people to go out drinking with. So there hasn't been a huge temptation, which has been nice. But the first week was hard because I was getting a lot of anxiety, as I talk about in episode two, and, and sort of just being confronted by all of the things I had been avoiding, which is still happening. So there was a lot that I had been avoiding, um, a lot of feelings and depth and uncomfortableness that I was avoiding by drinking. And it sort of becomes clear when you can zoom out and see yourself on the other side. So um, what I have realized... I've realized a couple of things. Um, I've realized that I really, really, really like my life this way. And I really, really like not drinking anymore. And there have been a couple of moments where I wanted to drink. And I would say like a handful where I wanted to drink. One, you guys are going to laugh, but one, I was watching Gilmore Girls and it's the episode where Rory gets drunk and she's like blabbering on about Logan not treating her well and why doesn't he like her and why doesn't he call and he, she's like going on and on with her girlfriends and I was like, oh fuck, I want to drink. I want to like let loose and get out of my head like that. She's in her head, but you know that feeling when you're you're drunk and you're just saying whatever's on the top of your head and you don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. That feeling of freedom of just not constantly being in your head all the time. I wanted for a split second and then I sat with that for a second and then I and then I pushed it away. <laughs> That's something I'll have to confront at some point, but um you know, there have been moments like that where I've wanted to drink 
that was the first moment where I wanted to be drunk. Um, most of the times it's like, oh, I want like a margarita. I still haven't gone to a Mexican restaurant because I'm not really sure what Mexican food is without margaritas. <laughs> um, just kidding, kind of. So yeah, so um, I really like my life this way. It's been it's been really interesting because I, I take out alcohol. Okay, now I have all of this free time that I didn't have before. So what do I do with it? Well, I've been working a fuck ton. I have had two jobs and so I've been working a lot. I've been spending my mornings getting, I was sleeping a lot the first month. I was so tired. If any of you guys stopped drinking and experienced this, please let me know because I felt insane. I was sleeping so long and then that kind of dissipated the last couple of weeks. Um, and I've started getting up around maybe like 7.30, going to bed at midnight and getting up at 7.30 and um, doing like a morning, a morning where my, my head is clear. So I, I have the ability to like meditate and write in my journal and like be quiet for a while in the morning times and not be rushing around because I have the luxury to work from home and kind of set my own schedule, which has been really nice. And so even if I was working a lot, I was able to kind of shift that around and work. I was usually working from like 1230 to, I don't know, 10 p.m. probably off and on, like hopping on, going to a coffee shop here and there. But um, that was probably what my schedule looked like for the most part. And then um, at night, having the having the ability to like go out and meet a friend for a quote unquote glass of wine and then come home and work for a little bit more because I had more to get done. That's something I never would have done three months ago. It would have been either I go out or I work. Um, I have never once before now, I don't think gone to a bar and not gotten a drink. And I have never once gone to a bar and just gotten one drink. So that was so that's been great um being able to have when I don't have to work being able to come home and just chill if I want and watch Netflix and like not think about anything but if I want to work on things personal or professional I can and that has been really really cool and really really fulfilling and I think that that is the important part is this fulfillment and connection that I had been seeking by going out and partying and meeting boys is being filled by me now and by things that I really, really like and that make me feel good. And for the first time in my life, I'm realizing that this is what it's all about and that this is what feels good and that the thing I had been seeking is here. And so yeah, it's been really, really beautiful. Last night was Saturday night and I did this like release writing exercise where I wrote down all my, um, all my ex-boyfriends name, not all of them. Oh my God. But like a bunch of them, um, that had been sort of pivotal in my journey. Um, I guess we'll talk about the dating thing, but anyways, this is something I did on a Saturday night because I had the energy and, and capacity to, and I wrote them all love letters and told them things that I wanted them to know and asked for forgiveness for the one, the ones that I felt guilty for doing things, you know, like people that I had left, um, before I had the tools 
communication tools and and maturity to know how to communicate why I had to leave. Um, and I wrote them all letters and then I burned one and it almost burnt. I felt like I was going to burn my apartment down. So I only burned one, <laughs> but, um, it was really beautiful and releasing and necessary. And so anyways, that's like one of the many things I've been doing is like healing and like kind of hibernating and healing, um, the things that I've been avoiding and ignoring. And so kind of on that tip, I went on my first sober date like a month ago. I was set up by a guy I met at a party who was not single, but we were chatting. We had a mutual friend and he's like, wait, are you single? Like you just moved here? And I was like, yeah, I am. And he's like, what kind of guys do you like? And I told him and um, he's like, I think I know a guy you might like, like I'll give him your phone number. And he gave him my phone number and the guy reached out and we went on a date. And I was so nervous and I didn't, I didn't know how to tell him that I didn't drink or if I drink, it's like such a weird thing because I don't really know. And so he suggested we meet at a bar and I said yes. And so I got there and we didn't know what each other looked like because we were set up. And anyways, he was super cute and nice. And um, I sat in the car on the way there. I had asked my friend to give me advice and to lean in and she said to lean in and so I sat in the car on the way there and my stomach was filled with butterflies and I was so nervous and I was like all right lean in this is normal it's okay um you know usually I would have had a couple probably a couple of glasses of wine before that date which is just so funny to think about um and it went great and he was super nice and we I went home to my own apartment that night and there were a couple of key takeaways the big one is that I might not have done that if I was drinking I would have gotten caught up in that moment as I like if I can history repeat itself um like look back if history would have repeated itself that time I would have gone home with this guy then if he didn't text me the next day I would have become obsessed with it and it's this whole thing whereas instead I went home I lit a candle I read I went to sleep he texted me a couple days later. We never ended up hanging out again, but it's fine. I'm not worried about it. It wasn't right. And also, it was a bit of an experiment on my end just to see how it would go and <laughs> if I'm capable of these types of things. Um, and one of the things I realized is that I don't want to date. Um, so I had this sort of like realization and all of this personal growth and everything. Maybe we'll get into on another episode, but I just... Um, realized that I have a pattern that I need to break on about the way that I think about men and I think that the best way to break it is to take men off the table for and dating and not into women um so dating off the table for a while I'm thinking six months I don't know we'll see but taking it off the table and not even having it as a consideration because um I need to stop obsessing about it and that's not that desperation isn't going to get me anywhere and it's something else I'm seeking like I'm not going to find it in a man it's something that's like within me that I need to figure out and so um that experience combined with all of this other writing and growth that I've been doing kind of brought me to this realization that um 
but that's something that I need to do is do a little bit of a, I don't know, what is it called? Celibacy. (laughs) That's such a weird word to use if you're not a monk or something, but, um, for a while. So anyways, one of the realizations that's come from all of this and yeah, so those are a couple of the, of the experiences and learnings I've had since I quit drinking. That was a bit of a tangent. So beyond all of that, a couple of big takeaways from not drinking is as far as friends go, I think that's a big, a big worry for people is they're not quite ready to consider that the people that they party with and hang out with and drink with, maybe they don't have a whole lot in common with, except that they like to party and drink and think each other's funny um, and fun. And I hear you. And I have a lot of those friends in other cities I've lived in that I would be worried about that too. And I think that that's perfectly normal. So I think that this is your life and you have you are empowered to surround yourself with the people that you want to surround yourself and nobody more and nobody less you don't owe anybody anything um and so if you're considering going on a little sober curious adventure you might find that some of the people that were in your life are less amusing when you're not drinking um, and you have less in common with them and that's okay. So you don't have to be a jerk about it. Um, but I've definitely found that to be the case. I think just as I'm, as I'm thinking about going to different cities to visit different friends, I'm being really selective about which ones those might be because there are certain friends that I don't know how to hang out with if drinking isn't involved. And what would we do? I'm sure that they would respect my decisions, but I'm not so sure that we would really have much to talk about otherwise. So um, I'm just letting those sit and I'm not feeding them a whole lot because you may not be going out as much and things like that those relationships I think will um, taper away and something that you're going to have to get comfortable with is those people thinking that you've changed and that you're boring and that you are you know that you've somehow like abandoned them and I think what is important to remind yourself of is that you are empowered in your own life and if they feel that way that is their own shit it has nothing to do with you and as long as you are doing this for your reasons and it feels right or necessary for you there's just there's just an it's it's necessary for you to accept that as a consequence and so that's one of the things that you might be worried about if you're considering 
becoming sober curious um, that I wanted to address. But on that same note, you might begin to find that the people who are attracted to you and attracted to your energy and presence are people who are going to feed your heart and soul and are going to be your people. So I would recommend as you're settling in with your sober self, (laughs) um, start to think about the things that you really love to, that you are interested in. Not even that you really love to do that. Put so much pressure on it. What are you like intrigued by or interested in? And start looking up things in your city that have that as the topic and go to them because I think there you'll have a pretty high chance of finding some people that you really align with and resonate with and who feed your soul. And that is what we've been looking for all along, is it not? So with that, I think I'm going to let you guys go. Um, I hope that if you've been on this sober curious experience, you found that reassuring or interesting. And I love ya. Bye.